Let us pray. And there came a voice from heaven, saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Mark 1.11 As I step into my purpose, I thank you that, like Jesus, I am being baptized into my new life and mission here on earth. Before I even begin, I thank you that also, like Jesus, you have affirmed and validated me as your child. With my identity secured, I know that even as I walk through the deserts of temptation, you are with me and have equipped me to overcome the lies of Satan. When I am tempted with comfort instead of commitment, I will remind Satan of your word and command him to flee. When Satan tries to get me to doubt my identity, I will remind him that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. When Satan tempts me with the luxury and fame of this world, I will remind him that the source of my fulfillment comes from you, Lord, and that it is you who elevates me, and I will command him to flee. I thank you, Lord, that through your word I have supernatural steadfastness and resolve. Satan has no authority over my life. And through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, I have complete victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Listening to these daily prayers strengthens your relationship with God. Continue hearing from the Lord by listening to today's Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Baptism and Temptation. In our last story, we peered into the childhood of Jesus. Even as a young boy, his purpose was clear. He was to teach the Word of God and turn people's hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. Although his family did not entirely understand, Jesus grew up with purpose and a mission. He grew in strength and wisdom, worked as a carpenter, and waited to begin his ministry. Now we see John preparing the way of Christ through baptism. He preached repentance until the day of the Lord finally arrived. Then, before his very eyes, God enters in, inspired by the Gospels. In our last episode, we heard how Jesus, at just 12 years of age, was full of wisdom and insight and in perfect fellowship with God. His desire was to be near to the Father, and when his parents went to Jerusalem for Passover, Jesus spent his days in the temple sitting with teachers and rabbis, answering questions, but also sharing the depth of his understanding so that all around him were amazed. From an early age, just 12, it was clear that he knew his purpose, even when others didn't understand it. Today, we'll see John the Baptist preaching repentance and baptizing people, preparing the way for Jesus' ministry to begin. God was using him to soften the hearts of his people, turning them back to him and getting them ready to meet the Messiah. Then we'll hear how Jesus came onto the scene, God's very presence, Emmanuel, among his people, the lamb that would take away the sin of the world. Let's listen now to the reading of God's word. John rose to the sounds of birds chirping in the trees. Crawling out of his makeshift hut, he could see the morning light peeking through the edge of the forest. He stretched his lean and muscular arms to the sky, breathing in the cool morning air. He walked down to the brook nearby and washed his shaggy hair. Then he ate his breakfast. Cooked locusts from the desert with honey he foraged from the trees. John prayed to the Lord after his meal, calling upon him for favor and anointing. He strapped his cloak of camel fur securely around his waist and ventured off to the Jordan River. A multitude of people gathered by the Jordan waiting for John. They had been meeting him for weeks now, listening to him proclaiming the way of the Lord. John scanned the sea of faces and stepped into the river. The water was cool and refreshing. He turned around to the people and raised his voice. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, he yelled. One by one, the people walked into the water with John and were baptized. Their submersion in the water represented a turning away from sin and idolatry. It was often a custom Gentiles would undergo to come into the family of God. Yet Jews flocked to John to be baptized. Their hearts were softening towards the Lord, and they knew they needed to turn from their selfish ways and be restored. John would preach the truth of God to thousands of people daily. Then he would baptize those whose hearts were ready to receive the restoration. John would baptize each person, and the crowd would erupt in cheers. A revival was beginning in the heart of Israel. John knew that the day of the Lord was coming very soon. As John was baptizing, he saw a group of hooded figures coming towards the water. It was the Pharisees and Sadducees the religious elite responsible for upholding the law. 
They stared at John with scornful eyes. They had spent their entire lives sowing seeds of shame into the people of God, yet John would not allow them to poison his followers. John marched out of the water and pointed towards them. Brood of vipers, he shouted. Do not presume you are secure with the Lord because you are children of Abraham. God could make these rocks children of Abraham if he pleased. The men said nothing. They only glared at John with loathing. John continued, saying, Come and bear fruit worthy of repentance, for a day will come when all that does not bear good fruit will be cut off. The people marveled at John's words. John's eloquence and bravery stirred the children of God. They began to mumble rumors of him being the promised Messiah. John paused for a long moment, and the people were silent as they waited for him to speak. John touched the water and let it fall out of his hands. I baptize you with water, John said calmly, but the one who comes after me will baptize you with the fire of the Holy Spirit. John's words were interrupted as he saw a man standing in the crowd. John's eyes widened and his lower lip began to quiver. The man stepped forward from the group of people standing on the shore. A few tears streamed down John's hairy face as he watched Jesus walk into the water. John could barely speak. His entire purpose in life was to prepare the way of God's chosen, and here he was standing before him. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, he whispered to himself. Jesus smiled and held his cousin's shoulder. Would you baptize me, John? he asked. John shook his head. Let it not be so, my Lord. It is you who should be baptizing me. Jesus held up his hand and grinned. Let it be so. It is fitting to fulfill what is about to take place. So John agreed and led Jesus deeper into the water. John held the middle of Jesus' back with one hand and his arm in another. Then John slowly dipped Jesus back into the water. The crowd watched silently as Jesus went under the river. As John brought Jesus back up, the skies opened up. A bright light shone like a second sun, and the Holy Spirit descended down in the form of a dove. All in attendance awed as they heard the voice of God speak for the first time in over four hundred years. This is my beloved Son. It is with Him I am pleased. This event marked the beginning of Jesus' ministry. The favor of the Father and the presence of the Spirit dwelled richly with the promised Son. In His baptism, Jesus modeled repentance for the rest of humanity. He identified with sinful and broken man. Yet, He was not sinful nor broken. Already, Jesus was beginning to take on the dirtiness of mankind. The Holy Spirit dwelled with Jesus richly, and it was by His guiding presence that Jesus departed the Jordan into the wilderness. Jesus hiked the hills outside Judea. There He fasted for forty days, seeking the presence and wisdom of God. Jesus fixed His gaze on the nation of Israel. A gentle wind blew, rustling the tall grass beside Him. He was hungry for food, yes. However, Jesus was more hungry for the restoration of His people. As he was praying to the Lord, a slithering presence entered his midst. Jesus looked over his shoulder to find the accuser behind him. The author of deception, disguised as an angel of light, loomed over Jesus as he sat. This was the same enemy that spoke to Eve in the garden, Satan. The two did not stand as equals. 
However, Satan in his pride believed he could trick Jesus into compromising his heart. He knew Jesus was hungry from fasting, so he drew in close to Jesus and whispered, What good is the Son of God if he cannot feed himself? Why not just make these stones into bread? Surely you are able. Jesus was fully God and fully man, so the human side of him hurt from hunger. However, he would not be swayed. Man does not live by bread alone, he said, but every word that pours forth from the voice of God. Satan spat and took Jesus up into a high place to gaze at the kingdom of the earth. You see those kingdoms, Jesus? Look at those people. They are ready to be ruled, to be conquered. I am in the ears of every king in the world. If you bow to me, all of it shall be yours. Satan's words were soft and cunning, however they dripped with poison. Jesus turned away and looked deeply into the angel's eyes. It is written, You shall worship God and God alone. Only he is worthy to serve, he said. Jesus' voice was strong and resolute. Growing angry, Satan took Jesus to the edge of the mighty temple. Below, there were thousands of people. He had Jesus gaze upon the multitudes. He whispered softly in Jesus' ear, saying, If you truly are the Son of God, why not throw yourself over? Surely the angels will come to your rescue. They will see it too, the people. They will see your glory. Jesus looked down at the people below. He did not need them to watch a spectacle. He wanted their hearts to turn towards him and be saved from their own sin. You shall not test the Lord your God, Jesus said. His last answer was a rebuke as well. So Satan crawled back into the shadows. So Jesus returned to the people after forty long days. He ate, he gathered his strength, and marched towards Galilee. As we begin today's reading, we meet a very unusual man. John the baptizer didn't fit the mold of society. He lived in the desert, eating insects and honey and wearing camel's hair. But this was no madman. His voice was strong and sure. He spoke boldly, proclaiming that the kingdom of God was on the way. And each day, he grew larger and larger crowds, Jews and others whose hearts were being warmed toward God. And as they heard John's call for repentance, they came to be baptized as a sign of their commitment to turn away from their sin and begin a brand new commitment to God. God worked powerfully through John the Baptist, just as he said he would, to prepare the way of the Lord, the Messiah, to begin his ministry. This was a threat to the religious establishment. The powerful and oppressive Pharisees and Sadducees who wielded power and control over the Jews with dogma and burdensome rules. They watched from a distance, sneering, seething at this man who preached repentance and forgiveness from sin, not religion. But John did not cower before them. He was courageous. He called them out. He called them actually a brood of vipers, poisonous snakes, threats. John called them to repentance as well, warning them that the day was coming when they would be cut off from bearing any fruit. His boldness impressed the crowds. and They began to wonder if he was the Messiah. The people were ready for a Savior, and they wanted John to be their hero. But he was quick to correct their misconception. His baptism was with water, but the one who was to come would baptize them with the fire of God's Spirit. 
It would signify a deeper change of life. And then one day, suddenly Jesus came through the crowd. John knew exactly who he was, even if others didn't. This was the very moment for which John had been born. And he didn't miss it. Here was the Savior the world needed. And he announced loudly, boldly, that Jesus was the Lamb that would take away the sins of the world. Then what Jesus did shocked John. He asked to be baptized, and John was incredulous. He, in fact, protested. Shouldn't Jesus be the one baptizing him? But Jesus assured him that this was what must take place. And so Jesus submitted to the baptism of John to fulfill all righteousness. And then something supernatural happened. God spoke from heaven. The voice from the heavens gave the people a clear message that we find in Matthew 3.17. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. As God the Father spoke, God's Spirit in the form of a dove descended and rested on Jesus. So here we see the Trinity, the triune God, all three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The meeting was abundantly clear to everyone present, and it should be to us. This one, the Savior of the world, Jesus, was more than a prophet or a teacher. He was God's one and only Son, and God's Spirit anointed him and appointed him to be the Savior of the world. Immediately after this event, Jesus went alone, filled with God's Spirit, to the wilderness. He fasted 40 days and was tempted by God's adversary, the devil. Satan knew that Jesus' presence and ministry would spell his end, his ultimate defeat. So he attacked him at the very outset of his ministry, trying to destroy the mission of God. Just as he had done with Adam and Eve, Satan twisted God's word. But Jesus stood firm against every attack. Each temptation he fired back with Scripture, showing that with God's word we overcome the enemy. The word of God is like a weapon. It is a sword, the sword of the Spirit. This was real temptation. This was more than just the testing of Jesus' mind and metal. In this moment, Jesus demonstrates that he can identify with us and the temptations we face. Because just as he faced and overcame temptations in his life, he empowers us now by his Spirit to overcome every temptation. He went to the cross and died for our sins so that we no longer need to be bound by our sins. Satan is soundly defeated, and now we can live in the victory that is ours in Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth to take away our sins. We know that you are the Lamb of God, the precious one who gave your life on the cross so that we could be forgiven. Thank you for taking on every temptation of the enemy so that we could live in the promise and in the peace of victory in you. And we pray this in your powerful and saving name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life. And if you appreciate this podcast, please share it with someone else. I also want to encourage you to go to jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org, for we have resources that are free and available for you so that you may know Christ and grow in Him. Let me also invite you to something very special with myself and my wife, Deb, as we are planning two trips in 2024. One 
is to Israel, departing April the 1st, to go to the land of the Bible and to walk where Jesus walked is a trip of a lifetime. And then an Alaskan cruise adventure in the summer of 2024, in which we will have wonderful times of friendship and fellowship. We'll have worship services and experiences around God's Word and seeing the wonders of God's creation. So two opportunities in 2024 to travel with us to Israel or to Alaska or both. You can go to Prestonwood.org for information. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pre News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.